Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Here we go. Welcome in, Mike, in the morning on this Monday after yet another incredibly busy weekend. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are watching with me. The weather's finally making a change. Uh, Actually nice. We can do things outside again, and the baseball weather this weekend was absolutely perfect. Uh, Before we get into uh, the actual stuff today, so number one, I've got... Uh, This bombshell story that broke in college football recruiting last night came from a particularly not credible individual. So is it a big story? Is it not a big story? We're going to discuss that today. And then also later on, uh, the SEC tournament in basketball beginning this week, and at least one school in this state actually has meaningful games to play in Nashville this week. But first, real quick, uh, if you're watching on stream, good morning, glad to see you. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. So wherever uh, you watch this, however you watch this, if YouTube is your preferred method of anything, search my name on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and uh, this will be live on YouTube every day. And also down the road, I plan on having some original content and stuff like that. So search my name, that name right there, uh, on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. And also this is uploaded in podcast form. Search my name or Mike in the morning and you will be able to find the podcast there. It's uploaded for you every single day. And if you're listening in podcast form, this is live recorded every morning on Periscope, on uh, the Sports Talk Periscope, Facebook, and also, again, my YouTube channel. So really glad that you guys are with me this morning after, again, a busy weekend. We had baseball around here. Ole Miss swept Belmont. Mississippi State took two of three from Kent State and had a no-hitter yesterday, which was just awesome. I mean, it's always cool to see that. I did see that some state fans Saturday uh, were, were not very happy with the team's performance. And you go into uh, like the mentions of the final score update from Mississippi State baseball, and people are like, this guy needs to be out of the lineup, or this is embarrassing, or uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then the next day they win 13 to nothing and throw a no hitter. <laughs> it's almost as if reacting to baseball games one at a time is uh, not good for your health. Uh, so a good weekend there. Uh, the SEC tournament, like I said, is this week. Hoops uh, going on. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau shined on the golf course. You had royal family drama last night, which I, I mean, I'm mad enough to admit that I watched that with my wife and actually have some thoughts on that. Now, I'm going to spare you those thoughts of the royal family drama. Trust me, I'm not going to be doing that to you. Uh, but uh, that was going on. And based on my timelines, my social media timelines, a lot of you um, actually watched the royal family drama last night. Uh, a lot of people were talking about it, which is um, just, I don't understand it. I don't, but I watched it, so I guess I'm part of the problem. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game was last night. I didn't watch it, even though one of my guys was in it. I just could not have cared less about the All-Star Game. All that happened this weekend, but then last night you got this 
Can you call it a bombshell? I I mean, um, okay, let me tell you the details before I start reacting to it. Rush Probst, you guys probably know that name in uh, one fashion or another. He got famous as the head coach of Hoover High School, and they did that MTV show called Two-A-Days. I remember watching Two-A-Days when I was a kid and thinking that it was the coolest thing ever. Now, in hindsight, it's I mean, I can't believe that was allowed uh, to happen. I, I mean, what is wrong with us? I mean, we we let MTV cameras follow 16-year-olds around and they could highlight their dating life. I mean, seriously, what what is wrong with us? Uh, but he was the coach and, you know, he was kind of hard-edged and, you know, cussed at his kids and stuff like that. So he got a bit of a reputation. And then uh, on his various stops, something has always happened. And he's been back in the news lately, actually, for um, cheating in high school recruiting. So Rush Probst was recorded as part of these accusations or whatever about high school cheating, and somebody recorded a conversation that he was having, and he implicated two SEC schools uh, for cheating, and they were Georgia and Alabama. He said uh, Georgia pays their recruits between ninety and one hundred and fifty thousand, depending on what recruit it is, to sign with the school. He also claimed, and again, this is all Russ Probst claiming. And again, you guys are probably familiar with him for one reason or another, so you know, you know how to take claims like this. Um, that Nick Chubb was paid. Three different installments of $60,000 to return to Georgia for one more year instead of going to the NFL. Um, And also that Georgia has a recruiting handler, and he named names, that does all of the dirty stuff uh, in recruiting for Kirby Smart. He also implicated Nick Saban. He said Nick Saban has one guy that he trusts the most, but Alabama also has a scheme that's been set up for years out of Mobile. And then he named a couple of other cities as well. And... um, named Paul Bear Bryant and Bear Bryant Jr. Uh, in this recorded video. Now, I saw a couple people last night say that, oh, this is a bombshell, uh, you know, big-time recruiting bombshell. I mean, even like Clay Travis, for example, and you can love him or hate him, but he said last night, um, and my feed is very, very fuzzy. I don't know what's going on. I, I guess my internet's overloaded, so forgive me for having an awful feed for you this morning. Um, it, it was covered on OutKick. I've got the big lead up. I mean, it's, you know, people are talking about it. Um, I saw somebody describe it as a bombshell, some kind of bombshell. And I, um, <laughs> if the, if it took anybody this to realize what was going on, then their heads have been buried in the sand for so long that this, not only is not surprising, but this is expected. I mean, this isn't even news. When I heard the videos that they're everywhere now, if you want to actually listen to them for yourself, uh, the full thing is like 14 minutes long. I listened to the majority of it. Um, It's actually kind of funny. But uh, the point is, if it took this for you, if this was the thing that got you believing that there was some kind of cheating going on in recruiting, if it was this, Rush Probst talking about it, um, then your head was buried in the sand. This isn't surprising at all. Um, This has always been what college football always has been. This, This is it. This is how it works. 
Um, I mean, I guess some people now their eyes are, are maybe being open to it. I know there are fans out there, college football fans, that believe that your school cheats, my school does not. I mean, even Colin Cowherd has said multiple times on his national radio show that Alabama doesn't have to cheat in recruiting because everybody just wants to play for Nick Saban. Maybe there is some truth to that. There are some people that actually believe that Alabama is just signing these number one recruiting classes without a dollar changing hands. There are actually people that believe that. So maybe this might open some people's eyes to the reality of what college football is all about. But if it took Rush Probst to tell you that this is how it actually is working, that this is why Georgia is recruiting at the highest level now, even though they haven't won anything of re- they haven't won a championship since 1980, uh, a national championship, I should say. Um, if it took this, then your head was buried so far in the sand. This is college football. This is major, high level college football. So even if Rush Probst is not credible. And that's the next question, right? Like, okay, here's what he said. He said that Kirby Smart and, and Georgia, they're paying kids 90 to 150K for signatures. I mean, you've heard stuff like that in the past. Um, and that Nick Saban is, they've got a scheme set up at Alabama that's out of Mobile and, and all this money's changing hands. Um, that's That's not at all surprising and you should not have been surprised. But the next question is, is the person that's delivering this news, is he credible? And, um, I mean, my answer is no, especially when he's wrapped up into some kind of cheating scandal himself uh, involving high school players and then the, the reasons why he's had to jump from job to job to job. No, this person is not trustworthy, and this person is not not credible. Uh, I do not believe that anything will come from this, most especially because of who it, it's coming from. No. The person is not credible. And, I mean, as you guys know, people like him. You, you guys know people like this guy. They love to talk. They're very full of themselves. And there are people, I know them, uh, that have maybe even like a sliver of accurate information. And they'll take it from here to there to there to there and just talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, without any real evidence or, or basis. They just like to kind of hear themselves say things. Um, so no, I, I don't think this person is credible, but that does not mean that what he's saying is not really how college football works. And it's a shame that these kind of stories come from people like him because it, it's so easy to just immediately dismiss this. Like, oh yeah, that guy, he's he's just, you know, he's a flake. He's you know, been around multiple different high schools and left for various scandalous reasons. Now he's wrapped up in a cheating scandal. He's recorded on video uh, talking about all the kind of stuff that he's done in his past with high school and getting football players stuff. And just, no, that guy's not credible. It's so easy to just, no, what he's saying, that doesn't happen. That's not real. But it is. So, I think most people, even if this information isn't exactly accurate, but this is how college football works. This is what happens. And it's so funny to hear people like what you say right here. I know Bama fans who wholeheartedly believe they don't need to cheat because they are so good. That's just a fallacy. And it doesn't bother me. 
It, it really doesn't. I mean, you guys, if you listen to the radio show or have heard me in the past, you know that it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I think that, um, generally speaking, when you turn 18, you are an adult. And if another adult wants to give you money for being good at sports, I am not morally opposed to that. I know it's against the rules. I, I, I'm aware of that. I'm not pro-breaking rules, but I don't think the rules are just. And so when the rule isn't just, I support the other side. If somebody wants to give an adult money from being good at football, then I support that. I'm cool with it. Uh, what I don't like is the the selective enforcement from the governing body of the sport. And you've seen it in the past. So many examples of selective enforcement. Choosing not to go after certain people, which is the next point. By the way, nobody's touching Nick Saban. They, the NCAA will not pick up the phone and call him. But if this were about Ole Miss or Mississippi State, you know that they're going after it. it they're not touching Nick Saban. The selective enforcement bothers me. And then there are people, whether it be media, mostly media and fans, but who cares what fans say, that selectively outrage over stuff like this. And that frustrates me, too. I mean, you guys remember 2013 when Ole Miss signed a top 10 recruiting class. They finished on rivals at, like, number seven. How did they do that? That that doesn't make any sense. How, how were they able to sign that? They must be cheating. That was the narrative. But Georgia, Kirby Smart steps in, a guy that's never been a head coach before, and Georgia signs a top four class, and it's, oh, well, it's Georgia. They're getting the kids the same way. And you have these people that are that say things like, well, Ole Miss had to be cheating to get a guy like Robert Kimdichie, but if he'd have gone to Clemson, it would have been for free? That's the point. It's the, the hypocrisy, the double standard. That's what bothers me. What actually happens? No. If random Alabama player gets a new car, I'm fine with that. Whatever, man. I mean, if you're dumb enough to give – an 18-year-old kid, a car, if you have so much expendable income that you're willing to buy cars for kids or give like $10,000 to a kid just because he's good at football, then it, you know that's your choice, man. I think you're insane. You should find a different hobby. You're, cra- I mean, that's crazy, but it's your money. Do with it what you wish. When you turn 18, you're an adult. You should be able to take that money. So that part's never bothered me. But the hypocrisy of it all drives me nuts. Even all the way up to national radio. Oh, they don't have to do that in Alabama. No, they just they want to go play for Saban. I, they do. I mean, at the end of the day, Nick Saban's built a machine, and it's not just because of dirty recruiting. It's because he's a very good coach that has very high standards, that can hire a really good staff, and he is putting players in the NFL. But, of course, this is going on. This is college football, and it's just a shame – And it takes a guy like this to be recorded in the same video where he's saying that police in Hoover would take the stuff that they would confiscate in raids and give it to him so he could give it to his high school players. I mean, it took that guy to just discuss it openly. And so it'll be immediately discredited. No, that guy's crazy. He's not credible. Don't listen to it. Well, this is how it works. Everybody, welcome in. Welcome in to college football. This is what happens. And it's hard to trace. It's selectively enforced. But if you consider it a bombshell, 
You haven't been paying attention. This is college football. This is what really happens. This is why I support name, image, and likeness, because it's not going to change anything. It's already happening. At least we can keep it above board and have some players that aren't commanding 150 k on the free market. Let them get in on the action, too. So this is, this is your bombshell. It's just reality. Alabama, Georgia are no different than any other school that tries to be competitive in football. They have more resources to do it. That's why they're able to to get the kids that they're able to get. But if there was a single person, and there were a few, I guess, that were like, wow, big allegations. No, not really. Um, Every word he said, I thought, yeah, I believe it. That, That makes total sense. The Tennessee McDonald's bag thing, which has, and you know, some people have pushed back on that. Whoa, that's not how it works. Um, it may not be that, like, obvious, you know, McDonald's bag. That, that's just kind of a funny story. But, yeah, no, I've not Ole Miss or Mississippi State. I have paid witness to that exact thing happening. Like, I've seen it. I've seen it myself. I've physically seen it. It happens. It's college football. If you're not cheating, everybody is, but if you're not cheating, you should be. Because you're very unlikely to get caught. I mean, Ole Miss did, but that's because their coach asked on Twitter for an investigation, in part with some other sloppiness. It's worth it. It's worth it. It was worth it at Ohio State. They jumped right back into it. I mean, Ohio State had a coach fired. They had a big NCAA scandal. Look at what happened after that. It's worth it. It's happening everywhere. This is nothing other than just reality coming to light. This is college football. This is a sport you love. Name, image, and likeness, I think, will... Uh, not change anything at all. The people that are afraid of it, oh, it might ruin college football. No. Because this is already going on. It won't change anything. Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State, they'll get who they want still because this is how it is happening. This is how it works. So anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a bombshell for the reporters that believe otherwise. Yeah, it's there are people whose heads are in the sand. Colin Cowherd being one. I mean, I, I, he does not know how college football works. So, but again, it's very easy to just push this kind of stuff aside and not believe it. It's very easy to do because this guy's a creep. He's not a believable person. He's not a credible person. So... This will just get dismissed or ignored. If you think the NCAA is going to do anything to, or, or even pick up the phone, sorry, that's not going to happen. No shot that uh, they even inquire at Alabama about this. There's absolutely no shot. And they'll deem this guy not credible. So this isn't going anywhere. I did, I, like, I, in a group message uh, last night, I had some friends that were like, oh man, uh, Wait, does this mean, like, the NCAA can't ignore this? I mean, the video's out there. Yes, they can. They will. It doesn't matter that it's out there. They uh, they definitely will. 
Um, all right, last thing for you, turning the page here. Uh, the SEC tournament going on this uh, this weekend. Uh, I will show you the bracket if you want to see it. Um, all right. See if I can get this done. All right. You should be able to see that now. There's your bracket, your SEC tournament going on. It starts on Wednesday, and uh, neither Ole Miss nor Mississippi State will play until Thursday. And I think at this point for uh, for Mississippi State, I mean, of course, you're playing for the championship. Let's, I mean, the kids are going to try their hardest. Um, it's really everything pointing to next season. I mean, you you got your, I'm going to call them the big three. Um, with Molinar and Stewart and Smith and, you know, it's all about next year. But for Ole Miss right now, somehow, some way, Ole Miss is still playing meaningful basketball today. It's uh, it's hard to fathom, but, I mean, they've won seven of their last nine. The problem is those two losses are just absolutely brutal, brutal losses for Ole Miss. But here the field is set. They will face South Carolina on Thursday, and they'll face LSU if they beat South Carolina on Friday. So looking at uh, the latest bracketology, uh, Ole Miss did not get any bump at all, none, from their win over Vanderbilt, um, which is okay. I mean, you didn't expect that. All beating Vanderbilt did was kept them in the conversation, kept them there. They always were going to have to make some noise in Nashville, it just kept them around. It kept them alive. So looking at the bubble right now, Ole Miss is still in the, quote, next four out category uh, with Memphis, SMU, and St. John's in the next four out. And the first four out ahead of them, Utah State, Syracuse, St. Louis, Seton Hall. So there is some work to do for Ole Miss. Of course, teams on the bubble will lose uh, because they're flawed basketball teams and you just lose sometimes. Um, but inevitably, teams behind them might make a little bit of a run, too. I think the formula is pretty simple. Now, it's always a little bit more nuanced than this, but I think you can really count on one thing. And to me, if Ole Miss gets to Saturday, I think they're in. Their metrics are pretty good. Their quad one wins and stuff like that are all pretty good when you compare them to the rest of the teams on the bubble. I think it's really that simple, though. There are other factors that can happen. Uh, I think you want Mississippi State to win, for example. That'll help that win a little bit. You want Missouri to beat Georgia, stuff like that. Um, You need other things to go on. But I think beating South Carolina and then if you can beat LSU on Friday and get to Saturday, that should put you on the right side of the bubble. I think that should put you on the right side of the bubble. Um, And it's in, in the NCAA tournament. My only concern, and I shared this yesterday on the uh, the Sunday show, so forgive me uh, if you're listening to this again. My fear, though, for Ole Miss is uh, when you look at some of these teams on the bubble. So uh, Michigan State is among like the last four buys. Uh, you've got Xavier on this list. You've got Georgia Tech. You've got Louisville, Syracuse, even Memphis. Um, even if the metrics are different. Michigan State's pretty far ahead of Ole Miss, but just we'll use Syracuse, actually, because Syracuse is in the first four out. When it comes down to it, and you've got Syracuse and Ole Miss, and there's one spot left, if that's what it comes down to. Ole Miss could have a better net ranking, 
almost could have more quad one wins and it won't matter. That I forgive my cynicism. That's just reality. Um, I can't quantify that. I, I never like saying things I cannot quantify. I only like um, talking about you know things that I can say, I believe this and here's why. I can't say I believe Syracuse would get in over Ole Miss because this has happened before. No, this situation is very unique. I've never seen where Ole Miss and Syracuse were like the last two and they picked Syracuse before. But I can't help but feel like when you've got brands like Michigan State and Louisville and Syracuse on the bubble along with you, those kind of places would get the benefit of the doubt over you. Um, that's just something that I, I would be afraid of, something that I am paying attention to, is who's around them on the bubble, because I do believe that a place like Syracuse would get the benefit of the doubt. But I think it's really that simple. That's what it comes down to. You beat South Carolina, and you beat LSU, and I think that um, you are in. I think it's really that simple. Uh, you ask, would Ole Miss have an easier road if they were uh, the five seed? Uh, yes, I, I. although I wouldn't want to play Texas A&M right now. If you are giving me the choice to play Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, or South Carolina, I would pick um, South Carolina and Vanderbilt first before Texas A&M. Uh, they took a month off. They just lost to Mississippi State and Arkansas, but I watched that game against Arkansas, and they looked pretty good. Among those bottom three teams, that's the one I would have wanted to play the least. Um, I do think a win over LSU would look better, but they're a worse matchup for you. Florida is a much better matchup if you're talking about winning just a game to get in, and it's Florida, it's LSU, which one do you choose? Uh, I would have picked Florida. But either way, I, I don't think it really matters that much. If they get to Saturday, they're a tournament team. And when you consider what this team was, um, where they were nine games ago, and then losing to Mississippi State, which should have knocked them out, then losing to Vanderbilt, which should have knocked them out, and they're still here um, on the bubble with meaningful basketball ahead in Nashville – um, it's pretty impressive uh, way to close the season, but the problem is um, they dug themselves into this hole. And, I mean, they, they have to win, too, at least. They have to get to Saturday. If they beat South Carolina and lose to LSU, they're not making the tournament. It's really that simple. If they beat LSU, they've got a shot. That's what it comes down to. And beating LSU doesn't guarantee it, but most people think that that would set them over the edge. A lot of these mid-majors are, uh, are done. So we'll miss uh, really getting the final audition here. They can do it. They dug themselves into a hole that they are almost uh, dug out of, which is uh, it's been impressive, but it also underscores how frustrating the early part of the season and the inconsistency was because um, they shouldn't be in this position. But they are, and uh, we'll have to see. We'll keep an eye on that for sure. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, sorry about the internet issues. Uh, I uh, currently do not have C Spire Fiber because it doesn't. Uh, it's not offered to me. But they're working on it. They're digging the uh, the trenches in the neighborhood and stuff right now. So hopefully I'll have better internet and uh, those little hangups won't happen uh, anymore. But glad you guys are with me. Always uh, thankful that you're watching. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and a review. Follow me on all social media. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in. And yeah, college football recruiting bombshell dropped by the least credible person that it could come from. 
if you're asking, does anything happen to Alabama? The answer is no. Does anything happen to Georgia? No, the answer is no. But at least maybe some people now realize if they didn't already know this is how college football works. This is what everybody's doing. All of the big time programs. This is how it works. This is college football. Rush Probst being a shady guy doesn't make his implications not reality. So, y'all have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your week. The weather's going to be beautiful. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 8. Talk Mississippi Media Production.